0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Senior Living Today. Today I am joined by Liz Yazel um, to talk about the benefits of music therapy for older adults and also the music therapy program that was recently launched at our three communities for the Ohio Masonic Communities. Liz, thank you so much for joining me Thank you so much for having
1: me, Alexandria. I'm very Um, happy to be here.
0: For those of you who normally just listen to our podcast, um, today would be a great opportunity to actually tune into the YouTube video so that you can watch Liz and I. Liz will actually be pulling out some of her instruments at the end of this video. Um, So it's just a great opportunity to watch what she does with residents every day. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your education, and what made you decide to pursue music therapy?
1: Yes. So I have a Bachelor of Science from St. Mary of the Woods College, and it's in Terre Haute, Indiana. So getting a Bachelor of Science in music therapy, it's not just coursework. We have to do internships. We have to do undergrad practicum, which is like clinicals for nursing. And that allows us to get clinical experience so that we can develop our clinical skills, um, how, how we develop into therapists. Um, so then upon completion of a 1200 clinical hour internship, which is usually six to nine months, then you have to sit for a national board exam and then you have to pass the exam. And upon completion, you are a board certified music therapist. And then every five years you have to maintain your licensure through continuing education credits. So after all of that, I, started working as a professional, and then I decided I wanted to get my master's degree. So I do also have a master's in healthcare administration from Louisiana State University, and so I was able to complete all of that online while I worked. And I chose that program specifically because it gives me a better idea of how all of the different components in a facility or a community work together to create well-rounded care for all of the residents and any patients that might be receiving care.
0: So before we get into the specifics of music therapy for the senior population, what are some other uses for music therapy?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I always tell people right off the bat that music therapy is fantastic from birth all the way to the end of life. So prenatal, when a, um, a woman might be actively in labor, music therapists can come in. Um, and work with her to assess breathing, relaxation, or decreasing agitation because it's a very high stress experience. And so that's a fantastic use of it. You can work with babies in the NICU in a um, neonatal intensive care unit. Um, You can work with children with intellectual and developmental disabilities or who are living on the um, autism spectrum. You can also work what I started in um, as an early professional was um, acute mental health and substance use disorders. And so that's really a fantastic applicable um, application of music therapy. So what is
0: your personal approach to music therapy?
1: Yeah. So my theoretical leaning as a therapist is humanism. So I always tell people that I treat the whole person. So I try to make sure that I'm highlighting their strong points, what they're really good at, so that when you are doing that nitty gritty work, the stuff that's really hard and might be difficult to process, they don't lose hope. So highlighting the good so that they feel like they have the courage to keep processing the difficult stuff so that they can become the best person that they can be.
0: So when a senior living community decides
1: to launch a music therapy program, where should they start? Yeah. So I had made a note about this, actually. The word that I would use to describe it, and I say it a lot, is overwhelming just because there's so many facets to it. But I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in, I get so many brainwaves all the time of, oh my gosh, this would be a fantastic application for it, or this, or this. And so for me, it's finding a way to focus that energy, write it down, and then address those goals as you go. So for us here at um, the Ohio Masonic Communities, we're starting in one specific area. So we started in memory care. And so then from there, we'll start adding on skilled nursing, assisted and independent living so that everybody has the opportunity to work within these services. So how do you
0: um, choose which residents will participate in the music therapy program?
1: Absolutely. So initially, it was kind of a rocky start because I wanted to do a referral process, but it was kind of difficult to get some of the staff on board just because they're so busy with other responsibilities. And I decided to just do a baseline assessment of every single resident at all three campuses to figure out where they are. And so that process allowed me to assess their physical, cognitive, communicative, social, emotional, and musical baseline, where they are, what their, their current functioning level is and then figure out what the applicability of music therapy is in their, in their um, current treatment plan. And so some residents are more withdrawn, and so they said, I'd rather not do any groups, but I would love to work with you one-on-one. Some residents, it is more contraindicative to their treatment, so it's, it's more harmful than, than good. Um, so they might not be a great candidate for music therapy. But essentially, I started with everyone, got to know them individually, and then applied it from there.
0: Um, So you touched on this a little bit, uh, but when participating in the music therapy programming, so there is the option to participate in a group, um, but I think you also do individual sessions as well, correct? Yes. How how does that work, and how do you decide
1: what's best for each resident? Absolutely. So it definitely, A, observing them on the floor and seeing if they interact well with other residents, if they even come out of their room. Sometimes we have residents who are struggling to transition into long-term care, or they're just more introverted. Um, And then you have some residents who just want to be with everybody all the time. And so they are great group candidates. And so some people like to do both. Some people prefer one or the other. And so it it comes down to observation and actively discussing it with the resident or their family, because some families are very involved in their care and speak to me.
0: Is there a particular time frame that a resident would participate in the music therapy program, or how do you determine the length of time that they would
1: participate? Yeah. Um, In particular, right now, because I'm working in the long-term care, you know, this is sometimes end of life. They're here, you know, for the rest of their life. Um, Right now, I intend to work with them as long as possible. There is, so the entire treatment process for music therapy is referral, assessment, treatment planning, implementation documentation and termination so it's kind of this continuum throughout the process you you know you do like reassessing and then you revise treatment plans based on you know whether goals are accomplished or not accomplished but the termination process is kind of like ebbing and flowing so if somebody is showing very little progress or if they specifically say i really don't want to do this anymore that's totally fine because I don't want, I don't want to do more harm than good. Right. You know, you this is something that we want them to enjoy and get something out of. And so, um, if it lasts their entire, you know, the remainder of their life, wonderful, but it's completely up to that reassessment process, figuring out where they are. And if they, A, want to do it and B, it's, it's, good for their treatment. So a very individualized program. Yes, for yeah, there's person. no designated like 30 days or 60 days. It's it's very much person to person.
0: So before we wrap up today, I'd love if you could show us some examples of some of the things that you do with residents in the music therapy program.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. So. A lot of the residents absolutely love instruments. It It's a great way for them to be creative and get out of their shells. And I also say it's a great way to express themselves, right? Because mm-hmm. um, as a you know musician and a music therapist, it's all about this is a way of communication in a way. Um, so today I do have a buffalo drum and I have two mallets. So I'm going to put that here. What I'm just going to have you do, this is just Mm -hmm. a basic call and response. And so, what I would, how I would apply this in a session is this is in memory care, a lot of what I'm focusing on is improving orientation to space and time. I say that so much, but it's so applicable in memory care. So, if you have a resident who is actively disoriented, they can often become agitated, they can get frustrated, and they can lash out or withdraw. And that's not where we want our residents to be. We want them to feel like they're thriving and, and like they're they're as supported as they can be. And so if I'm giving them something tangible to hold or tangible to look at, that is a way for them to feel oriented to where they are. They are present in this moment and they are not thinking about maybe they're actively experiencing auditory or visual hallucinations. So this is a way for them to be removed from anything else, this is actively in this moment. And memory recall is a really great way to do this too. Um, So I will play a rhythm and then I'm just gonna have you play that back. So make sure it, okay, so. So all of that, there's different components that go into it, but A, you're actively engaged mm-hmm. and you're, you're repeating the rhythm that I've created, but you're also focusing on the dynamics and the way that you're playing. So that's why I switch it up sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I do that in my assessments too, because if they're focusing, if they can recall the exact rhythm and they can actively notice the different dynamics, yeah, even the playing intensity and yeah, in, you're in playing the sound. It really loud. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that non-verbally, that's a really big deal. Some residents do require more redirection or more prompting. But if you can do that non-verbally, it's a really big deal. Um, So this is a really fantastic inter... I I do this in so many different ways. Sometimes I'll do it with a xylophone. Sometimes I use my guitar and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'll improvise a song off of the rhythm that they're creating for me. And then it's another way to like express their
0: creativity. Do you find that most residents kind of have a favorite instrument as you work with them? Do you kind of pick up on
1: what they're more drawn to or what they respond to more? Absolutely. And so it really depends for a while before I had more instruments this drum was everybody's favorite because it just I always say it's it's got a very nice resonance to Mm -hmm. it and if you were to put it up against somebody's chest it would really just connect it it hits you all the way down and you know all of your muscles it's a very kind of a heady thing but it's just got a really nice feel to it um I, a new instrument I got, I don't have it with me, but it's called an ocean drum, and some of my residents absolutely adore it. I guess it sounds like the ocean.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: And so some of the other groups I do are relaxation based. So progressive muscle relaxation is something I really like to do. So I have a script that I wrote that I read, and it takes you through like you hunch your shoulders and you clench your feet, and then you release. And through aft it's like a 50 minute group, and at the end, Everybody feels more relaxed and more present and grounded, um, and that's also very great for memory care and long-term care, um, just because it it allows them to be removed mm-hmm. from the everyday you know hubbub that might be that they might be experiencing. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing, and yes, some residents just love some of their drums. Some love to sit at the piano with me, maracas, shakers. It's it's just whatever they're interested in. So then I also have my guitar with me. This is like my number one instrument. It's it's because it's so easy to bring to rooms and everybody gets excited when they see a guitar. So something else I might do is memory recall based. So if I were to say, for example, Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. so um, kind of like a fill in the blank. So I'll say... Amazing Grace. How sweet
0: the sound that saved a wretch. Like me. Yes. I'm not going to try to sing that note. (laughs) I have
1: a little bit of a cold right now. That's okay. (laughs) But yes, so keeping them actively engaged, sometimes we'll do um, like song recreation where we're doing it together. But when you give them, give somebody an opportunity to actively input in something And recall their memory, it it's very validating. And relating back to improving orientation to space and time, it I always say that it it restores a little bit of control back into Mm -hmm. our residents' lives. Because if you if you put yourself in their shoes for a moment or two, it's a really big deal and it's such an honor that we get to work with them every day because this is a huge moment in their lives. They have handed over some of the, some of their independence they are still you know an autonomous being but they have handed over some of that responsibility and they are they are giving us the honor of caring for them mm-hmm. and so I think it's really important that we respect that and you know meet them where they are and if there's any way we can give them any type of control or decision, you should definitely do it. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is everything
0: that you're doing is incredibly special. And, and I have gotten the opportunity to witness you work with some of our residents and the impact that it makes on them and yeah. and the light that it brings to their day. And and I think also just one of the things that our memory support programming is centered around is connecting with our residents where they're at in their reality. And I think this is just another great program that helps do that. So Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for joining me today. Um, for all of our listeners, please rem- remember to rate and sub- subscribe so you never miss a new episode, and we will be back again in two weeks. Mm-hmm.